All right, welcome to Wealth Cartel, where hindsight's a motherfucker. Our mission is to stop people saying, I wish I had to listen and to help people capitalize on everyone else's mistakes before making them themselves. In summary, our tagline says it all, turn our hindsight into your foresight. So we're just a couple of lads from the west and the central coast who grew up without really any wealth around us and used it to motivate us to make something of ourselves. Uh, along the way, mainly as we matured, we did a lot of things right, but more importantly, we made a lot of mistakes. A lot of mistakes that could have been avoided by not being know-it-alls and actually listening to what others had told us instead of thinking, no, not me. So my name's Akko. I'm a, a business, small business owner with a bunch of franchises called Penon Picasso at the moment uh, with large plans of building a large business portfolio. Uh, I'm Kingy. I'm a financial advisor looking to break the mold and what good advice should look like and start teaching people how to enjoy life to the fullest while also planning for tomorrow out of my business, Three Kings Wealth Management. One. All right, welcome to the Wealth Cartel. This is episode eight. We have the wonderful Alexandra McNally on the phone with us. We're all via Zoom today because everyone's doing their own weird shit today, so that's cool. Um, Alex, we're going we're gonna to try and get through as quick as we can today because she's on the road and we found a spot of reception. So Alex is a co-host on the Yeah, the Millennials podcast. Um, she's the director and the head boss lady at Alexandra McNally Group. She's a coastie and an all-around property guru. Welcome to the Wealth Cartel podcast. Alex, how are you? Oh, mate, I am thrilled. I am actually pumped. What a day to start the long weekend and be on another podcast. I'm so grateful for you guys to have me on board. Yeah, we're, we're stoked to have you. Um, we were hoping to get Alex on in a couple of weeks. We had her lined up. We had her lined up at the, I think it was episode 12, but we had both of our, yes, both of our main ones pulled through and Alex is a legend who pulled through and made sure we can get, a, get an episode out this week. So I'm pretty, we're pretty happy and pretty thankful for you to jump on. Otherwise we would have had to probably listen to Dan talk shit for another hour over nothing. So that would have been good. I'm about ready to go to the jet ski, mate. Leave me alone. <laughs> Uh, so, oh Alex, God, uh, this is gonna be funny. Jesus yeah, Christ! He's he's a bit he's a bit angrier when he's not on not in the studio. You can cut away a lot easier. Um, all right. So oh, today we're a tin in there. He probably does. He just does. He's gonna hide it because he's he's PT's <laughs> probably watching. No. Oh Jesus Christ! All right, let's well, kick it off. Well, Let's go. Let's do it. All right. So, Alex, um, we've done a little intro, a little funny laugh, ha ha, about to, to yeah, give us an intro on yourself. Tell us a bit about you, um, who you are, where you're from, and you know what life was like growing up and what you're doing now. Uh, so, I've, I'm born and bred coasty, um, Terrigal, that kind of thing. Family of six who are also kind of born and bred coasty. I'm one of four girls, the youngest, um, and we've lived and breathed, uh, I guess, Terrigal and Oh, look, their actual background, my parents' background is like education. So they've gone through um, being teachers their entire lives. Now my sisters are teachers. So I'm like very much into the, I don't know, at least my family is into the teaching aspect of life. And I'm like the black sheep. So I have, uh, I started in property back when I was in high school, just educating myself with property. And I just fell in love and that's kind of history. Um, I've never looked back. So I've, I started in real estate, went over to the dark side into building world, did a little bit of developer world, and now I'm back into the building world. So, you know, I've seen um, time and time again what property can do for people and how it can actually give you that next leg up um, in life, apart from, you know, your normal 
um, job. And I just, I love being a part of that. Honestly, it's, it's one of the best feelings to be able to be a part of someone's wealth creation. It's yeah, there's no other feeling like it for me. Brilliant. And so uh, what, kind of, what was life like growing up for you? What, what was life like growing up for you on the coast? What did, uh, what was that about? <laughs> It's funny you say that because I've literally, I'm literally on the road driving back from Byron from a family holiday to then go to a different spot for another holiday because um, two of my siblings have just had kids. One's, you know, um, pregnant again. But it was just I, I came back from this holiday and it was like a 20-year reunion from what my family and I would do every year um, in these school holidays. So life was very um, interesting very interesting um obviously as I said I'm the youngest of four girls so I have been you know around female strength and female you know I don't know wisdom my entire life and picked on for being the baby um but I wouldn't have it any other way honestly it, it's been a roller coaster um uh, with parents in the teacher world at a, at a sister and brother school of where I went to school um so everything was kind of close-knit um, but a very, I guess, ordinary or run-of-the-mill kind of upbringing. Um, but I wouldn't change it any other way. I mean, I got opportunities where some wouldn't and um, I kind of took them. So I've always been um, an outlier, I guess, in the way of my family. So I'm, yeah, they kind of encouraged me to do what I need to do. <laughs> So tell us a bit, Alex, about, you said, you know, your family was, you know, you're the black sheep and your family uh, is down the education path. So tell us a bit about when, why, how, and, you know, what was the mindset shift or what happened where you transitioned, instead of going down that path, what, what made you and, and how did you do it go towards the, you know, the path you're going now? Um, I guess I, I've always known or I've always thought of myself as a non-academic um, and being surrounded by academic people, like my family, I was always like, oh, well, stuff, but I can't compete with you guys, so I'm just going to run my own race. Um, and in school, I was always about party this, you know, lifestyle that, and, you know, education is, you know, great, I'm here, and I've turned up, and that's half the battle, but, you know, to apply myself, I just, I never really, um, I never really got school, the whole school curriculum was just not in line with how I, like, I learn. I, I'm a very hands-on kind of person and so I kind of I gave up on school um I still completed year 12 but I gave up um because it just wasn't the way that I was learning I guess so um I knew I didn't want to be a failure at life and when mum put me through some property courses I guess um I kind of found a calling doing that and it was just very different to what my sisters did. But I think the turning point was realistically in year 11 or 12 um, in high school. I think because I wasn't focused on school, I was like, well, what else am I going to do? I can't party for the rest of my life. I mean, I could yeah, I and do. I still do. <laughs> why not? Why not? Get me <laughs> you're on, why you're not? on the Wealth Cartel podcast. It's fine. Yeah. You see, we're, it's, we, it's, we, 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 we tell people to party, mate, not to stop. We just make sure they've got other money elsewhere too. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. It's, yeah, look, honestly, I've never partied so hard in my life than what I do right here right now. <laughs> I just party smarter. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, that, that, that can be a new motto. Party harder and smarter. <laughs> party harder and smarter. Yeah. 
part, like, when, party smarter, not like, harder. Yeah, but both. Don't you have to do yeah. both? Call me, call me. For sure. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, the, the, you know, the, what we want to talk about today is we, we focus on turning our hindsight into other people's foresight so they can mm. learn from, from our, our lessons. And we'll go into it a bit in depth, a bit more in depth in a minute. But, you know, we, talk, we, we created this thing called the Triangle of Happiness, which we believe, you know, happiness is what life is about or fulfillment even. And it's, you know, happiness is the equation to wealth. You know, people think of wealth as money, but real, real wealth, you know, you need to be happy in all areas. And we found the top three parts that they sort of come under is money, lifestyle and health you know you've got to balance all three because there's no point having one without the other so we're going to go into that a little bit more now in depth and i think the first topic i want to talk about is money um you know well actually before we get there in general looking back what are some big lessons not not and we'll, we'll go more in depth in each topic but in general looking back yeah. what are some big moments in your life that shaped who you are in the way of you know whether it was a negative lesson or a positive lesson you know things you did well things you would have changed? What are some moments that, from a young age through to even recently that you can pinpoint that really shaped where you are today and what, what changed, shaped who you are? Um, seeing how mum and dad have done, like they had their, their full-time jobs being teachers, um, but they also did tutoring on the side. So they were doing um, about three or four hours of like their side hustle outside of the main you know, jobs that they both had whilst raising four kids. Like, fuck knows how they did it. And I take my hat off to them because we were terrors. Um, and mum and dad had like four under three and a half. So that is, and there's no twins in there. So like that is full on. Um, but I think just seeing their work ethics of, you know, one of the major things that I actually took away from them was, you know, after you get your paycheck, it's more about... Um, how you structure that paycheck and what you do with the money. So it's more about, you know, pay your bills, obviously, first, whatever. Um, spend, um, no, not spend, sorry, save. Have an absolute allocation of savings and then spend the rest instead of spending and then having an allocation of savings at the end. And I think that was just completely instilled in me um, right throughout my high school years. And then I ended up buying my first home at 22. So I built it through the builder that I was working with and that kind of gave me the stepping stone to, I guess, being more compassionate with my clients and then, you know, creating a life for myself and living and breathing that lifestyle. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think that's pretty, I think that's pretty, a pretty cool, cool timeline, like to be able to purchase a house so early, but also be in the building industry, which then gives you a leg up in regards to understanding what the, what the client and the and consumer is going through because you've just gone through it. I feel like that would have given you a really good boost at a young age to understand fully what you were doing. You know, I think that's really important. Some people, you know, you fall into that, you stumble. It's, it's not exactly your plan at 18 to be able to do those things. But yeah. I just, I, I think like stuff like that can really shape you moving forward. You know, I, I feel like that would have been a massive stepping stone for you without even meaning it to be, you know? And because I lost my job while doing the building thing as well at the same time. So meanwhile, like I've, I've, I've started the construction, lost my job at the same time and still managed to proceed um, with, you know, holding the asset, funding the asset and being able to survive that. So everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And now I'm a better person for it. And I have so much more compassion for, you know, different um, circumstances that happen in people's lives. Um, because of the hard kind of scenarios that were put in front of me. 
So it is, um, I think, yeah, especially when you, when you look at someone who's like blonde and a female in a male dominated world and very young at the time as well, people kind of look down on you and go, well, what the f do you know? And it's like, well, I've been there, done that. Like, come on, cop on, get on board or fuck off. Yeah. And that's, I think that's really important. What, tell us a bit about that lesson you learned, um, you know, losing your job through all that. What, what was the lesson? What, what did that instill in you moving forward that you've carried through from that, that moment that now in, you know, obviously it's a challenge and you had to work through a challenge. What are the, what are the things that you really learned from that that you've taken into, into everyday life or into more challenges to succeed even better? Um, <laughs> oh, the first thing that comes to mind is a big fuck you, I'll do it myself and I'll do it no matter what. <laughs> and a big, you know, count on myself, accountability for myself and tenacity for myself. Um, and I think no matter what the obstacle is at hand, because we're all going to get it. We like who could have predicted a, a pandemic the way that we're currently going through it? Like, you've got to, you know, apparently. <laughs> well. That's because he's getting a little bit of something, something from it. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Well, I think <laughs> I, I, I like that because, like, like it happens to all of us. And this is a lesson we're trying to pass on is, you know, shit happens to everyone. And, and it's crazy how before, when life's good, you know, when life's good, you really sometimes sit there and think, I can't do something. And it takes yeah. life to get real shit to actually teach you that you can do it in a heaps worse circumstance. And you look back and you go, fuck, I wish I had that. I wish I did. I handled that situation when I was in a good, you know, when life was good, I would have killed it. You know what I mean? Um, and that was yeah. a good example. That's why yeah, I I agree. That I, it's happened to me heaps. I reckon too, when you, once you start to, you know, believe in your own bullshit too, like a lot of people talk about mindset and getting, and, and being positive and, and you know, doing yeah. your extras and, and lo lots of people in the world talk about doing it. But once you start listening to your own shit or listening to someone else's shit and actually adhering to it, that all that becomes easier. Like the whole pandemic, don't get me wrong, it's, it's a nightmare for most people. But the people getting through it the best, if from, from what I can see, mm. are the people with a positive mindset. And it's blatant. Like it's not even yeah. like, like they're generally the ones with the most to lose because, you know, they've, they've put themselves out there or they've taken risks and they are entrepreneurs or they are homeowners or, or something along those lines. But generally, they're the most positive mm. about it. And I'm starting to see it's more and more. The more I do these podcasts, the more people I speak to that are going okay, generally, they're the, they're the ones that are going, well, it is what it is. Get on with it. Do what you've got to do. Um, and sh shut the fuck up and stop complaining. Yeah, I think and one I, of the things I, I want to feel like... Go. Go. No, go, keep going. What I, what I want to jump on that point for Alex, just before we lose that point, before we move on, is just because that's a really big lesson for Corona. You know, there's so many lessons people have been learned, but I noticed one of the things, especially the podcast with clients of mine that I see where like, th this isn't the first time a crisis has happened, right? GFC was our last big one, you know, that, yeah. and what, I, what I've started to learn from people is you learn lessons in crisis, but the people who prosper, the people who take those lessons and learn for them, from them where everyone right now is learning from this lesson in Corona. And you like, this is why I touched on that point, Alex, because you could have easily learned from that lesson and then gone and fucked up and done it again and forgot and said, it's different this yeah. time, you know, classic, classic, you know, investor, investor mindset of, nah, it's different this time. Whereas you sound, what I wanted to get out of that was you sounded like you'd learned some lessons and you'd instilled them to prosper better moving forward, which I think is really important for people to take from this crisis now. And not just forget yeah. and think this will never happen again. You know, take what you learn from this and, and actually action it so it doesn't happen again. If it does happen, you can take opportunities, you know? 
and it's and it's so important that you say that as well because everyone is disposable of every single person no matter how good you are for a goddamn company look at what they did to ceos and everything else like for, for and top salespeople at the, at the height of the pandemic right they just went all right we'll need to cut costs you know this that everything else and so many people were so easily removed from a company so you've got to you've got to self-educate you've got to rely on yourself as much as possible to create like gone are the days of a single you know um single job someone who is reliant on one income is fucking stupid i'm sorry but you are if you are only reliant on one job then that's just that's setting yourself up for a failure you've got to have you know side things that are going for you make your money work for you and you've got to figure out how to do it um no one else is going to do it for you and it's about teaming up with the right people like yourselves to educate to you know handhold through it if that's what you need um but to to kind of not um depend on a business to give you income so i think yeah what we've gone through is a larger awakening of um being so sleepy yeah i think yeah i think um one of the biggest things i've seen during the whole thing is is people finally waking up though as well on the flips on the contrary to that you are right you know you need to have not nothing the only real, the only thing that's really that secure, the only thing that's really that secure from an income point of view is, is government based. And when I say government based, I mean like your, your AFP or military, right? Outside of that, nothing's really given. But what I've seen on the contrary is finding people who are too far the other way, you know, too much risk, thinking that you could take as much risk as you want, nothing happening. I think it's, I think we're really finding that, yeah, we're really going to off the back of this, hopefully see a lot of uh, merging, you know, a lot of people that were too risky can actually think now and go, shit, can I afford the risk I'm taking? The people who weren't risky enough going, Fuck, I need to do something, you know, I need to, because sitting on your ass and doing nothing and hope and banking on one paycheck is a risk within itself, you know? Yeah, agreed. 